Hello and welcome to The Great Gildersleeve from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Kraft Foods Company, makers of Kraft quality foods, presents Harold Perry as The Great Gildersleeve. you like to win $6,000 in cold cash or any one of the more than 1,300 other cash prizes in Parky Margarine's great $50,000 Name My Song contest. It's one of the easiest and most exciting contests in radio, and it's open to listeners in the United States, Canada, and Hawaii. Hear all about it in our next announcement. And now, The Great Gildersleeve, brought to you by the makers of Parquet, the margarine millions prefer because it tastes so good. That's P-A-R-K-A-Y. Parquet margarine, made by Kraft. In case you weren't around last week, the great Gildersleeve has written a song. It's going to be published, too, when he finds a title for it. Yes, the great man is in fine spirits these days, and the house is filled with music. Well, one room of the house, anyway. There's an old familiar strain, a haunting refrain that takes me back to days of yore. I see a chapel. Hey, Marge. What, Leroy? Listen to the aquacade. Well, Unky's happy. Hey, Unk! I'll be out in a minute. I got a title for your song. You have? Yeah, Moon Over the Bathtub. <laughs> Marjorie, you seen my jade tie clip? Well, isn't it up on your dresser? My, you look nice, Unky. Yeah, thank you, my dear. Have you got a date tonight? Not yet, but I will have if Leroy ever gets off the telephone. It's okay, Unk, I'm through. You only talked 42 minutes. What happened? Get disconnected? No, Piggy had to go to bed. That's where you'd better be going. And don't forget to take your bath, young man. Can't I take it in the morning? You're lucky if you have time to put on both shoes in the morning, let alone take a bath. <laughs> and don't take that turtle in the tub with you. But, Unc... I mean it. Keep your turtle under the bed where turtles belong. Oh. <laughs> good night, Unc. Yeah, good night, my boy. Night, boy. Night. Oh, where's my book of telephone numbers? Well, you mean you're going to call somebody now for a date tonight? Certainly. Why not? Well, golly, Uncle Mort, if a boy called me for a date at the last minute, I wouldn't even speak to him. Well, that's the difference, my dear, between an inexperienced boy and a mature man. The boy is unsure of himself and calls well in advance to play safe. The man, however, being confident and familiar with the workings of the feminine mind, calls on the spur of the moment. Really? Of course. <laughs> Shows he's impetuous and exciting. It implies that if a girl doesn't wish to go, I, poof, he can get a dozen others just like that. You do understand women, don't you, Unky? Well, I wasn't born yesterday, my dear. Well, good night, Uncle Mort. Good night, Marjorie. Ah, uh, brilliant girl. Now, let's see. Who will I call first? I could call Eve Goodwin. Nothing wrong with dating a schoolteacher on a school night. Not home. Wonder what a schoolteacher's doing out on a school night. Well, there's Thelma Bagley. 
No answer. Where is everybody? Why, George, I'm not going to stay home even if I have to scrape the bottom of the barrel. Judge Hooker speaking. Hello, Barrel. I mean, hello, Judge. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, what about a game with Pinochle Horse? Sorry, Gildy, but I've been invited out this evening to learn Canasta. Canasta? You know, the card game everybody talks about, but nobody plays. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, go ahead and play Canasta, Judge. I just thought since I wasn't doing anything this evening. Oh, I'm sorry, Gildy. Had I known you wanted company. It's all right, Judge. I don't mind sitting at home all alone. We'll get together real soon. I promise. Sure, real soon. Good night, Gildy. Good night, Judge. Canasta. I better watch that old goat. He'll eat the deck. <laughs> well, I can always go down to the police station and shoot the breeze with Chief Gates. We'll see if he's around. Hello? Huh? Hello? I didn't know the chief had lady cops. Uh, is this police headquarters? No, this isn't police headquarters. <laughs> Didn't think it was. <laughs> I'm afraid you have the wrong number. Now, wait a minute. What wrong number do I have, madam? <laughs> Miss? Mrs.? It's not Mrs. It isn't? <laughs> but you still have the wrong number. But she hung up. <laughs> and that was the nicest sounding wrong number I ever had. <laughs> No point in calling the chief now. Not after that. Might as well go to bed. Good morning, Bessie. Good morning, Mr. Gildersleeve. My, you're at work early. I had some very urgent matters to attend to this morning. Oh, that reminds me. There was a telephone call for you, Mr. Gildersleeve. I wrote it down here. Where? I think I wrote it down. Well, who was it? Was it Judge Hooker? How should I know? I'm sure it was Judge Hooker. He wants you to call him back. Well, I haven't time this morning. Or was he going to call you back? Bessie? I'm sure it was one or the other. Yes, yes. I'm going to have to do something about that, Bessie. Oh, let's see. When I got the wrong number, I was calling the police station, Main 123. Her number must be some combination of that. She's bound to be a water customer. Everybody drinks water. <laughs> I'll try 213. If that isn't her number, I'll try... Hold on, Gildersleeve. wonder if you should be doing this. You're a grown man. You have a responsible job as a city official. It's entirely possible you're making a fool of yourself. Well, I wouldn't be the first city official who has. <laughs> Still, I can't do it. I'll have to forget last night. It was just one of those enchanted evenings. <laughs> We're just like those two little birds out there. We met on the telephone wire. <laughs> now one of them's flying away across town. You'll never see the other one again. Oop, he's circling back. Yeah, look at them. They're billing and cooing. 
Where's that telephone? Main, two, one, three. Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve, a city water commissioner. Oh. I have uh, been doing a little checking with our subscribers. How's the water pressure out there? Well, it seems to be all right. Any faucets dripping? Yes, I believe there's a couple of them. And, uh, and now that you mention it, there's a leak around the water heater. Oh, we'll have to stop those right away. Can't waste water, you know. <clears throat> we'll be right out. Now, uh, what was the address? 527 West Maple. 527 West Maple, eh? Well, thank you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Bessie? Yes, Mr. Gildersleeve? Bessie, I'm going out for a while. I've got to inspect a heater on Maple Street. A heater? And what a heater. <laughs> Here's the place. Just the kind of house I thought she'd live in. White, with green shutters. Eh, the mat says welcome. <laughs> Lucky I dressed up in my blue serge suit this morning. I hear footsteps. I bet she's more beautiful than her voice. Good morning. Good morning. I talked to you on the phone. I talked to you... Oh, are you from the water department? Well, yes. Wrong number again. <laughs> you must be the man who talked to my daughter. Your daughter? Oh, well, I'm Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve, city water commissioner. I'm happy to meet you, Mr. Gildersleeve. I'm Mrs. Milford. Mrs. Milford? Well, glad to meet you. Won't you come in? Thank you. Delighted. We've had a dreadful time with the water heater this morning, Mr. Gildersleeve. Do you have your workmen outside? Workmen? Um, oh, no, no. I'm doing this job myself. If your daughter will be kind enough to tell me where the trouble is. Well, uh, just come with me, Mr. Gildersleeve. The kitchen floor is completely flooded. I'm afraid you'll have to use a mop before you can get to the heater. Mop? <laughs> well, if your daughter will show me where the mop is... I have the mop right here, Mr. Gildersleeve. Uh, yes, by the way, where is your daughter? Oh, uh, she had to go to the hospital. The hospital? Oh, my goodness. Nothing serious, I hope. Maternity case. Maternity case? <laughs> She's a registered nurse, Mr. Gildersleeve. A nurse? Oh, well. For a moment, I... <clears throat> is that her picture on the buffet? Yes, that's my Catherine. Catherine? She's awful pretty. But she looks a little young. Oh, you'd never guess it, Mr. Gildersleeve, but she's 32. Well, I was afraid she'd be too young for me. I beg your pardon? I mean, for 32, she looks very young to me. <laughs> but I guess being around medicines and disinfectants keeps a person looking young. <laughs> oh, yes, Catherine loves her work. In fact, I think she works too hard. She hasn't had time to meet any new friends since we came to Summerfield. Really? Uh, uh, that's too bad. <laughs> About the only man who's called her was a telephone, Romeo. Had the wrong number last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, better roll up my pants and get busy with a mop. 
I'll have everything ship-shaped by the time your daughter gets home. Um, <clears throat> by the way, when will your daughter be home? Oh, Catherine should be here in about an hour. How long will you be working back there? About an hour. <laughs> Getting damp back here again. Can't sit behind this heater much longer. This pilot light is beginning to give me a sunburn. <laughs> oh, Catherine, I'm so glad you're home. Hello, Mother. Well, she's home at last. Did the man ever come to fix the heater? Oh, yes. The water commissioner came out himself. Oh? And Catherine, he's the nicest man. <laughs> come on, I want you to meet him. I'm in. Mr. Gildersleeve. Uh, yes, Mrs. Milford. This is my daughter, Catherine. Oh, how do you do? Uh, pardon me while I get from behind this heater. Close quarters. <laughs> I'm very glad to know you, Mr. Gildersleeve. It was so kind of you to come out. Don't mention it. All in the line of duty. Oh, and look at Mr. Gildersleeve's beautiful suit. Huh? Rust and dirt all over it. Oh, it's nothing. And there's a big smudge on your nose. Catherine, wipe the suit off Mr. Gildersleeve's nose. Oh, of course. What a shame. Uh, never mind. <laughs> Catherine will get it off. She's a registered nurse. Hold still, Mr. Gildersleeve. Not with your pretty lace hanky. Oh, it doesn't matter. Mm, nice perfume. Lean a little closer, Mr. Gildersleeve. Mm. <laughs> Mr. Gildersleeve has been so good to us, Catherine. I think we should do something nice for him. Oh, that isn't necessary. Just one thing. To be safe, I'd like to come back and check up on the water heater. If you and um, Catherine are going to be home this evening... Oh, yes. Why don't you have dinner with us? Well, it's all right. I don't want to butt in. Oh, no. We'd love to have you. Wouldn't we, Catherine? Oh, of course. <laughs> See you tonight, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yeah. Toodaloo, Mrs. Milford. I can't thank you enough for all you've done for us. Certainly you don't do this for everybody in Summerfield. Oh, no. No, indeed. <laughs> You're very sweet. Of course, I know why you wanted to come back tonight. Oh, you do? Certainly. Every man who comes in the house falls in love with Mother. <laughs> Bye. Mother. $50,000 in cash prizes. That's what Parky Margarine will award in five weekly contests for the best title submitted for Gildersleeve's song. He'll sing it later, so have pencil and paper handy. Yes, every week for five weeks, Parquet is awarding four $1,000 cash prizes, 20 $100 cash prizes, 50 $20 cash prizes, 200 $10 cash prizes, and each week's winners become eligible for the extra cash prize of $5,000. That's $6,000 in all to the grand prize winner. Now, you don't need to know a note of music. A single word, just a few at most, may win. Send your name for Gildy's song together with the red end flap of a package of parquet margarine to Parquet Margarine, Box 5167, Chicago 77, Illinois. Free entry blanks with printed contest rules and the words of Gildy's song are available at your food dealers. 
or use a plain piece of paper if you prefer. Be sure to include your own name and address and that of your parquet dealer. Now write down that address. Parquet Margarine, Box 5167, Chicago 77, Illinois. And be sure to include the red end flap of a parquet package. First week's contest ends October 8th, so hurry. Your entry may be worth $6,000. Well, the great Gildersleeve took a chance on a long shot and came home a heavy winner. He maneuvered to meet the girl with the intriguing telephone voice. And now he's happily looking forward to an evening with Miss Catherine Milford. Guess I'd better retie this tie. Wish I knew how to tie one of those big knots and still have some tie left. There. Catherine, she'd like that. Catherine. Pretty name. Better tell Bertie I won't be home for dinner. Bertie! Oh, Bertie! You call me Miss Gilsleeve? Yes, Bertie. I won't be home for dinner tonight. Yes, I know. Oh? You're going to have dinner with Judge Hooker. Why? That judge is the kindest man, Mr. Gillsleeve. He's been calling here all day to invite you out to dinner. He has? He was so sorry he had to leave you in the lurch last night. He rigged up a fine time for you at the Sons of Summerfield Club. Bertie, I'm not having dinner with the judge tonight. You ain't? I happen to have an engagement with a young lady. Yes, sir. I hate to disappoint the judge, but I don't want to disappoint myself either. And Miss Milford. Yes, sir. The judge sure was sorry about leaving you in the lurch last night. I realize that, Bertie. That poor judge, I can see him sitting up there now, staring at a vacant chair. Uh, no, Bertie. That poor lonesome man left in the lurch, just sitting and staring. Please, Bertie. Left in the lurch, just sitting and staring. Bertie. Mr. Gilsley, you know why he's just sitting and staring? Yes, Bertie. Because he's left in the lurch. <laughs> Bertie's right. If I know the judge, that's what he'll be doing, sitting and staring. Uh, why does the judge have to be so sentimental about his friendships? You'd never understand why I'd rather have dinner with a pretty girl than an old goat. Well, I just can't let him catch me. Hello, P.V. Oh, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. <laughs> what can I do for you? Well, I want to make a couple of purchases. Fine. First, I'll take a couple of your best cigars. Mm, very well. After dinner smokes for you and the judge, I take it. Oh, no, P.V. If there's anyone I want to avoid this evening, it's Judge Hooker. Oh? I thought you were having dinner with the judge. P.V., I'm having dinner with Catherine Milford. She's a registered nurse. And the old judge is going to be pretty disappointed. Oh, for... Peavy, I can have dinner with a judge any time, but tonight I've been invited to have dinner with a beautiful girl and her mother. Now, put yourself in my shoes. Wouldn't you rather have dinner with a girl? I don't know. I haven't seen her mother. <laughs> Who's that? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Oh, the judge. Peavy, don't tell him I have another date. Oh, hello, judge. How are you, judge? Well, just fair. I seem to have a raspy throat. Gildy, I've been looking all over for you. You say you have a sore throat, Judge? Well... Say, you should be home in bed. What? But, Gildy, didn't they tell you at home? I want you to have dinner with me this evening, old friend. Now, Judge, you shouldn't be out in the night air with a cold. Well, let you do this for me. I'm too good a friend. 
My, my. Now, Gilda, it's really nothing. I'll get a bag of whorehound drops from Peavy. You look a little feverish, Judge. Peavy, don't you think his face is red? It always is. Yeah. <laughs> but, Peavy, you're a druggist. A man shouldn't take chances with a cold, should he? Well, no. Anybody will tell you the place to be when you're sick is in bed. Well, I will admit I don't feel as well as when I came in here. You're a valuable man to the community, Horace. We don't want to lose you. What? Go home, Judge, before it's too late. Well, I hate to welch out of our evening, Gilday, but under the circumstances, perhaps you'll excuse me. Sure. Go home and go to bed, and tomorrow morning you'll feel fresh and chipper again. Well, I'll go home and go to bed. Gilday, it's nice of you to be so considerate of my health. Don't you think so, Peavy? Well, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Peavy, mind your own business. daughter plays the piano beautifully, Mrs. Milford. My Catherine is a very talented girl, Mr. Gildersleeve. I guess a registered nurse can do about everything. Very good, Catherine. Thank you. I always enjoy Chopin. But that was Beethoven. Yeah, Be <laughs> Beethoven. Well, I always enjoy him, too. <laughs> you seem to know a lot about music, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yes, indeed. In fact, I'm publishing a song I wrote. Really? Yep. Happen to have a copy of it right here. Oh, isn't that marvelous, Catherine? What's it called, Mr. Gildersleeve? Well, I haven't got a title for it yet. I've got a lot of people working on that. Why don't you play it for him, Catherine? Well, perhaps she can play it later. We don't want to keep you up, Mrs. Milford. I'd love to play it, Mr. Gildersleeve. Oh? Come over to the piano. You can sing it. Uh, thank you. I wrote the song several years ago, but I've just now started doing something about it. Ready, Mr. Gildersleeve? Huh? Oh, oh, yes. There's an old familiar strain, a haunting refrain that takes me back to days of yore. I see a chapel on the hill, spring's first daffodils reflected in the mill pond. From the shore I recall in memory Two names on a tree Our first kiss in that old canoe <laughs> And though we drifted far apart This song is in my heart It's a melody of love and you You have a beautiful voice, Mr. Gildersleeve. <laughs> Just imagine, Catherine. Our water commissioner is also a talented songwriter. Well, I'm a man of many crafts. <laughs> <laughs> Now, children, if you'll excuse me, Mother will run up today. Oh, we'll be delighted to have you stay. Well, uh... But if you think you should go... 
Mother knows best. I really think I should leave you two alone. Catherine is so busy, it isn't often she has a bow. Oh, <laughs> Mother. Uh, good night. Good night. Good night, Mother. Yeah. Ta-ta. Why, George, Catherine, your mother's a wonderful woman. Mother is sweet. Well, she uh, takes after her daughter. Mr. Gildersleeve, you're a pixie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what'll we talk about now? I think I'll go out in the kitchen and get some more coffee. Good idea. Might as well get a lot. Excuse me a moment. <laughs> Hurry back. Oh, what a girl. Well, I'll make it up to the judge somehow. But I wouldn't miss a cozy evening with Catherine for anything. Oh, dear. I hope that isn't somebody wanting me to go out on special duty. Yeah, so do I. Hello? Yes, this is Miss Milford. No, I'm not. If it's absolutely necessary, of course, I'll come at once. <laughs> Who? Well, just a moment. I'm sorry, Mr. Gildersleeve, but I have to go out on a call. Yeah, so I gathered. I don't know why, Mr. Gildersleeve, but my patient says he wants to talk to you. Me? <laughs> Hello? Hello, Gildy. <laughs> oh, Judge Hooker. What a sneaky way to ruin my evening. <laughs> The great Gildersleeve will sing the rest of his song in just a minute. Then, you name it. Win one of more than 1,300 cash prizes. Stake your claim on the grand prize of $5,000 in cash. Send your entry together with the red end flap of a package of parquet margarine to parquet margarine, box 5167, Chicago 77, Illinois. The contest is open to listeners in the United States, Canada, and Hawaii. The first week's contest ends October 8th. So hurry, your entry may win up to $6,000 in cash. What a shame Catherine had to go out on a case tonight. Yes, isn't it? Of course, I'm delighted, Mr. Gildersleeve. It isn't often I have a chance to spend an evening with a talented man like you. Me? <laughs> Gracious, a big city official, a songwriter, a singer... I don't suppose you'd sing your song just for me. Well, there is a second chorus if you'd like to hear it. Oh, I'd love to. In my reverie it seems A summer moonbeams Or fields that wander on and on To where a lane that we called ours Hid among the flowers and welcomed cooling showers before the dawn. There's a lilac trellis gate where each night we'd wait to breathe the fragrance in the air. And so wherever I may roam, my thoughts will turn to home. For I know that love and you are there. Oh, Mr. Gildas, 
Leslie, you're wonderful. What did Catherine say about every man falling in love with their mother? I gotta watch it. <laughs> Would you like a six-inch vinyl plastic record of my song? You don't need one for the contest, but it's a nice souvenir, and having a record to play might inspire prize-winning ideas. If you'd like a record, send 25 cents and the red end flap of a package of parquet to the contest address, Parquet Margarine, Box 5167, Chicago 77, Illinois. Then you can hear me sing my song as often as you want to. The Great Gildersleeve is played by Harold Perry, and the show is written by Paul West, John Elliott, and Andy White, with music by Jack Meekin. Included in the cast are Walter Tetley, Mary Lee Robb, Lillian Randolph, Earl Ross, and Dick Legrand. Mrs. Jay Stewart saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company, makers of the famous line of Kraft quality food products. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of The Great Gildersleeve. You know, probably every woman at some time has thought about meeting and marrying a gay romantic dreamer. Such a man is Roger Hoyt, whom you'll meet in the fascinating daytime serial Marriage for Two, which the Kraft Foods Company will bring you every morning, Monday through Friday, starting next Monday, October 3rd. See your local paper for time and station. Follow the absorbing story of the marriage of Roger and serene, conservative, lovable Vicky, two very much in love young people with two violently conflicting concepts of life. That's Marriage for Two, every morning, Monday through Friday. A true-to-life emotional drama of contemporary American marriage. You're tuned for the stars on NBC.